Welcome back to the Darting Through the Faith podcast. I'm Father Sean Wilson. With me, Julia Monin. Hi, Father Sean. How's it going? It's going good. Did I say that funny? I don't know. Hi, Father Sean. Did I, I sound like a robot? I, I felt like I passed it off funnily. Funnily? <laughs> yeah, that's Gosh. definitely a word. Funnily. Yep, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's the adverbial form of funny. Wow, a verbial. Adverbial. I like, like an it. adverb. You yeah. add L-Y uh-huh. to an adjective and it uh-huh. becomes an adverb. Yeah, funnily. Funnily. No one correct us. Yeah. I want no. Or it could be something like with a funnel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's funnily. Yeah. Ooh, this could be rough today. It could. It could. But I have good news. Oh, what is I it? I have good news. What is it? So last night I was talking to the, uh, a guy I know um, down in Cincinnati named mm-hmm. Brian. Mm-hmm. And Brian and his wife, Alex, they were the first wedding I ever had. A okay. couple. So I knew them from my internship parish. I was talking to him. We were catching up a little bit last night. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey. I listened to your podcast Mm. and I thought, wow, that's cool. That's the first person that's ever told me they listened to the podcast. (laughs) So no, that is true. Like in public, I hear from you sometimes people, but Brian Dully shout out to you and your wife, Alex. Um, and hopefully you hear this and things are going well for you. So did he like say, I listened to it and it's terrible. And funnily is not a word. Well, (laughs) he didn't say anything about funnily. But he said he listens to it and he appreciates learning more about the catechism. I appreciate so, it too. <clears throat> when yeah. we first started this and I told somebody what we were doing and they said, you know, we're talking about the catechism. And he said, oh, so are you like an expert in it? Like he meant it seriously, which is oh, a good question. Because yeah. if you're going to do a podcast on the catechism, you should, know what you're doing. you should probably be qualified to do that. I literally laughed in his face. <laughs> <laughs> I was said, it? Of course I am. I said, uh, no, no, actually quite the opposite. Mm. <laughs> I'm there to just be the, um, uh, <laughs> I can't think of a nice word to say, so <laughs> I can't say I'm here to give you input about the lay person's perspective on the catechism okay. there. That came out nice. Yeah. That did come out real nice. Yeah. Wow. Thanks, thanks Jesus. Yeah. Thanks Holy yeah. Spirit. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Great. Well, we should probably pray. Yeah. This, okay. That'd be good. This party started. Let's do it. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we give you thanks for this opportunity to reflect on the role of the Blessed Virgin Mary and her yes and the way that she, um, her yes got the ball rolling for our salvation. We ask that you may help us uh, to experience the goodness of, uh, of the Holy Spirit and that we may always have a deeper appreciation for Mary's role in our lives and in our salvation. We ask this all through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So the title of this one today, Born of the Virgin Mary, Part 1, Paragraphs 484 to 494. And we have already done the Born of the Virgin Mary, Part 2. Yeah, we did. I don't know how long ago that was, but it feels like it was a while ago. It does. Um, <clears throat> it's not on my sticky note here, right? So this sticky note. <laughs> so it's been before this sticky note, and there's about... 12 podcasts on yeah, there. It's, it's been a while. It was one of the earlier ones, I believe. But anyway, so we've already done part two, so we're backing up. So where are we, Father Sean, in the catechism here? We're in the catechism. <laughs> um, no, we're in the part on the creed. So we're in the first part in the line in the creed conceived by the power <clears throat> of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. So that's where we are. We're about the Mary's role in bringing forth Jesus Christ and uh, in the world, the Holy Spirit and all that. So that's where we are. The Annunciation is a big, big portion of all this. So... That's where we are. And that's where we begin in this first little section conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit. In paragraph 484, the Annunciation to Mary inaugurates the fullness of time, the time of fulfillment of God's promises and preparation. So refreshing this. This gets brought up a lot, but 
God's revelation throughout salvation history, God revealing himself to us, his people, throughout the course of salvation mm-hmm. history. So here we are, the Annunciation. Inaugurates. Inaugurates the fullness is, of time. Which is funny because we have, we just had a presidential election last week, oh, yeah. which follows, an inauguration follows, like mm-hmm. that's the start of a president's term in office. Mm-hmm. So this is starting, this is launching. So this moment, this conversation between the Archangel Gabriel and Mary is going to start the fullness of time, which we are still in the fullness mm-hmm. of time. But it started uh, with that moment because that's when Christ was born into the world. Not like born, but that's when he entered into the world. He mm-hmm. was incarnate mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. So The time of fulfillment of God's promises and preparation. So it was like all leading here. It was like this new beginning, right? Sure. Like he's revealing himself. And it's all pointing here to him coming in the flesh through the person of the son here at the Annunciation. Okay. Um, move on or stay on 484? I think we should move on. All right. Something's really capturing my attention in 485. Okay, do it, man. One of a word. Did you go to the dictionary? Oh, yeah. De- oh, I definitely went to the dictionary. Yeah. yeah you go ahead and. Fecundate. Fecundate. Yeah. And, yeah. All I right. had to look up how to pronounce it. There were yeah, two yeah. pronunciations. I like that one better. The mission of the Holy Spirit is always conjoined in order to that of the Son. I feel like we've talked about mm-hmm. this before. The mission of the Son and the Spirit, how they, they're both their role is return people to the Father. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, is sent to sanctify the womb of the Virgin Mary. Or we say that word in the in the Nicene Creed, the Lord, the giver of life, who doesn't just give us life in the spiritual life, like it was him overshadowing Mary that brought forth life, Christ the incarnation of Jesus Christ in the womb of the Virgin Mary. Mm-hmm. So to sanctify the womb of the Virgin Mary and divinely fundicate it, fecundate it, fecundate. I, I, yeah. Fecundate and then I it. think, I think too, in my pronunciations, it could, you, you could do a long E fecundate. I believe I'm going to look that up. You keep talking. I'm going to look that up. We're going right, to, we're right. going to have fecundity this. is like fruitfulness. So for something to be, to fecundate means that it's bearing fruit. It's it's growing in fruitfulness. So that's what that word is. So divinely fecundate. Oh, that's so quiet. Be louder, phone. Be louder, phone. Why are you so quiet? Okay, ready? One more time. Stop it. Fecund, fecundate. Fecundate. See? Yeah. There's two pronunciations. That was a computer pronouncing that. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. That was a lot of suspense for nothing. Yeah, so my was, bad on that. That was a whole lot of nothing. Grace, go back and edit that out. Okay. Just kidding. You don't have to waste your time doing that either. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. So that's the, it's the Holy spirit that comes upon the womb of the blessed Virgin Mary and makes it fruitful. Right. So this mm-hmm. is, this is the Holy spirit entering into Mary's life, causing her to conceive the eternal son of the father. And this is huge, right? Because mm-hmm. this is not normally how children come about, right? right? I'm not a biologist. <laughs> I, I'm not a doctor even, but this is not, I did go to like 10th grade health class. Okay, this is good. not normally where children come from, that the, the Holy Spirit enters into the womb of a woman and then a child is born. So this is yeah. unique. Yeah. Virgin and mother rarely go together. <laughs> I think only one time yeah, in only history. Only one time. Only one time. Yes. So, um, which is yeah. really, so, I mean, like this might get a little too, like, I don't know, but a lot of times it, it happens in the, um, in like ancient Greek stories or ancient Roman mythology where the gods do come down, have relations with a woman. Mm. And then she has a child right mm. through like the, it through the gods, like whatever, what would you call it? It would just like their, 
promiscuity, right? The gods got some desires. They're going to go fulfill it in somebody. But that is, that is not like, that's not really what happens. And you could see there's like a slight parallel here, Mm -hmm. but it's so much more profound that it's the, it's Mary freely saying yes to the Lord. Like the Lord is saying like, you can have this and it's, and it's just to bear a child. It's to bring forth a savior. Um, so it's not like an intrusion, an intrusion like the a Greek God or a Roman God would be. It's actually like receptivity of a gift of God's own life. Mm-hmm. So um, I believe that breaks this down. Yeah. In 488, we'll jump back. But in 488, God sent forth his son, but to prepare a body for him, he wanted the free cooperation of a creature. So mm-hmm. This idea, this free cooperation of Mary. Can we backtrack just a second because I have something very important to say. Sure. When you're talking about this, God's coming down and all of that. Yeah, you had a look in your eye like something had. <laughs> yeah. Because isn't that where we get Star Lord from? Star Lord. The- <laughs> oh my gosh. The Marvel. So, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Wow. Isn't that true? Yeah. What was his dad's? I don't know. He was that big brainiac thing that was played by somebody. Shoot. He's played by an actor. A famous actor, uh-huh. though. Yeah, I can see him, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that was in Guardians that of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yeah, isn't that true, though? Yeah. Okay, well. Wow. So. I'm, I, I'm impressed, Julia. I told you it was very important that we yeah. needed to interrupt yeah. our programming to announce yeah. it. Wow. <laughs> okay, so. Mind blown. And you might have just blown the ending of a movie. Oh, why well, didn't give away the ending? I don't know. I'm just kidding. Actually, do they leave you on it's a cliffhanger like the, that whole no, time? No, it's like in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry, guys. That came out a long time ago. If you haven't yeah. seen it yet. That's your problem. That's your problem, not mine. Okay. <laughs> okay, so 486 then. The father's only son, conceived as man in the womb of the Virgin Mary, is Christ. That is to say, anointed by the Holy Spirit from the beginning of his human existence. You remember that we talked about Christ when we talked about the names of Christ? We talked about mm. Christ meaning anointed, anointed one. one, right? Yep. So continuing, though the manifestation of this fact takes place only progressively, which I really love this part, to the shepherds, to the magi, to John the Baptist, to the disciples. Thus, the whole life of Jesus Christ will make manifest how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. I just really liked that. Um, Yeah, how that was worded, though the manifestation of this fact takes place only progressively. So, Mm -mm. yeah. It's coming out slowly, right? Right. This this annunciation is happening. The Lord becomes incarnate in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and then it's progressively revealed. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's a whole lot to encounter at once. You know, like the first time you meet Jesus, right? You th- put yourself in the apostle's shoes and to say, hey, this is Jesus. Um, he was conceived by the Holy Spirit. His mom's still a virgin. Like, whoa. Mm-hmm. That was a whole lot. That was that's a, a, lot that's a, that's a whole lot to take in at once. I have a few questions. Yeah, I've got so many questions, and uh, and so that's that's it. Begin like the disciples are kind of at the tail end of that, mm-hmm. and even the magi, like mm-hmm. they're they're still like kind of wrapping their heads. I mean, heck, even the church, it takes a little while to say like, now this is what was said. What in the world does that mean? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. So forty seven. I love. It's like a short little line. So yeah. we're in the p- part about born of the Virgin Mary. And 47 is one of the, the most, I think it's huge for like the actual study of Mary, what we call Mariology. What the Catholic faith believes about Mary is based on what it believes about Christ. And what it teaches about Mary illumines in turn its faith in Christ. So these things we, and I think we've probably mm-hmm. mentioned this before, like the things, the, the Marian dogmas, 
say a whole lot about Christ. And if we say they're not true, it actually affects what we understand about Christ. So the the virgin birth of of Jesus, like are in in some ways like Mary, Mary's perpetual virginity, says mm-hmm. a whole lot about Mary. Mm-hmm. But it also says that Christ is fully God because he's born in a completely new way. So what we believe about Mary actually says something about Jesus being truly divine, that he's not born as every other human being is, but that's because he's the son of God. Mm-hmm. And there's you could say this about other other dogmas like uh Mary being the mother the mother of God. Mm-hmm. It's that Jesus is truly human, she's truly his mother. Mm-hmm. And so that says something about the humanity of Christ. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I could get on for a little while. No, I'll that's stop. good. That's really good stuff. So I had a conversation with somebody recently who um is of a Protestant denomination and we were talking about um Mary, you know, and how her what is that? How her motherhood? No, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to think about what the word is for that. It's not sect, but how her um Father Sean, help me out here. What describe it? Well, I can't anyway, read your mind. Okay, why not? By the way, why can't you read my mind yet? I'm not able to read my mind. That's minds. disappointing. Well, <laughs> anyway, we were talking about we're talking about how what just what her faith, I guess, believes in Mary. And I was asking uh-huh. her to explain that to me, right? Okay, so explain to me that. And essentially, um, you know, that Mary is not looked at um dishonorably but right. is kind of looked at as the same plane as all of the apostles all of the mm-hmm. disciples so um in the similar way as a Paul and a Peter and then was able to quote to me the scripture passage where you know Mary and his or Mary and Jesus is it's, I believe it's in the scripture says brothers or sisters are out sure. to see Jesus and Jesus is preaching and Jesus of course says um the one who does the will of God are my is my mother and my brothers and my sisters. Right. And that, um, her, her faith looks at that as, um, as that we're all on the same page type yeah. of a thing. So I've been thinking about that and pondering that for like months now, cause this conversation was months ago. And it's almost as if they look at that as like that saying of Jesus is bringing Mary down to the rest of us. Mm. But ultimately I guess the way I've always looked at it and what I believe the church would say we're looking at it is that actually what's happening is in saying those words, Jesus is actually lifting us up to Mary's standards, right? Not that we're ever equivalent to the mother right. of God, but basically saying, you are my disciples as well. You are my brothers and sisters as well. You are my mother, right? And like he, it wasn't, he wasn't lowering Mary. He was raising us up, yeah. raising our dignity up. Um, and you, in, even in the next, like that paragraph that you already talked about, the free cooperation of a creature. Mm-hmm. So blessed are those who who hear the word of God and follow it in their lives. It's something something like that. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what Mary does, right? Mm-hmm. She's this this free cooperation. She gives herself completely to the uh, to the work of God in her life. And just like you said, like so, she's doing this like par excellence, right? And then the other thing is what right. Jesus is doing is he's unhinging it from biology. Right, whereas your bloodline is so important in Jewish faith, right? To ha- to be born of of Israel, and not to be one of the Gentiles, like that meant you were actually a member of the faith. It's not that you were one of those outside of the faith. Mm-hmm. And what Jesus is doing is saying, well, it's not about the blood. It's not about whatever family you're born into or what connection you have. It's actually about the faith, which Mary is the the woman of greatest greatest faith. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, like you said, he's basically he's not he's lifting us up because it's not based on who we're related to. It's actually based on who we follow. Right. 
Yeah. Right. And again, in the God's revelation over the course of salvation history, he is ex- he continues to extend the covenant to greater and greater people, right? To a greater, greater group of people. And at this time, prior to um, the incarnation of Christ, we have it ex- the covenant extended to the Israelite community, right? But now Christ has come and we extend this covenant through Christ to all, right? And then like you mentioned, um, it's not about bloodline anymore, right? Right. Okay. So 489 is a great line about um, the in the Old Testament, the Lord preparing basically women for so many holy women prepared for that of Mary, mm-hmm. prepared the mission of Mary. So, And it just has all of these great references to the way that uh, women have responded with this utmost faith. And even Eve, like pro- mm-hmm. Eve, despite her no, the promises are still given to her. Sarah has her own struggles in believing and uh, that she's going to have a child. Um, and then Hannah and Deborah, and Ruth, Judith, Esther, all of these kind of great women of faith that really kind of like the um, the Old Testament, the patriarchs and King David, they they form like a, a central part of the story mm-hmm. and the way the Lord uses these men. Mm-hmm. But it's the these women that just kind of show up that have this incredible faith and oftentimes rescue God's people. I mean, you think of even like Rahab's a prostitute mm-hmm. and she rescues Joshua from the, um, from the walls of Jericho and mm-hmm. everything. So yeah. So it's just touching like Mary is the fulfillment of all of these great women that have come in the old Testament. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Mind blowing. Okay. Mind blowing. Well, yeah. I mean, it is to think about how God, to think about divine providence mm. and how God has had divine providence set from the beginning of time. And that all of this, all of these women who have come before Mary, right, we're all pointing and leading to, to her. her, right? Yeah. And then all of us who have come after, like divine providence is mind-blowing. It well, is that's the truth. <laughs> so that's what I was getting to there. Okay. Okay, so then the next section is the Immaculate Conception, which oh, begins yeah. in page uh, or in paragraph 490. To become the mother of the Savior, Mary was enriched by God with gifts appropriate to such a role. Can we stop there? Because that's good. Yeah. Basically, God knows that his son is going to be incarnate in Mary. Like mm-hmm. she still has free will, but mm-hmm. you know, you can see into the future. You know, she's going to say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so he's like, well, I'm going to prepare a fitting place. Like if you could protect your mom from all all uh, all sin, mm-hmm. would, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. And so because he can and because of her full cooperation, mm-hmm. and that's the line full of grace, right? Like that's the grace that's given to each of one. She's completely full, which means she's got no stain from original sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in order for Mary to be able to give the free assent of her faith to the announcement of her voca- vocation, it was necessary that she be wholly born by God's grace. So first of all, Father, can you um, enlighten us on what this dogma of the Immaculate, immaculate conception. conception is? Yeah, so Immaculate Conception sometimes gets confused with the Annunciation, right? When Jesus was conceived in the womb of the Virgin Mary, but mm-hmm. it's not. We're mm-hmm. talking about the moment Mary was conceived right. uh, in her, in, in Anne's, Anne's womb. And mm-hmm. so, and that's, you know, by natural means, right? Not mm-hmm. by supernatural like Christ. Mm-hmm. But the definition comes in the next paragraph, mm-hmm. right? So the most from uh, we're talking Pius the Ninth, otherwise known as Pio Nono. <laughs> Pio is uh, Italian for for uh, Pius, okay. and then he's the ninth. And I think I don't know what I don't know what nine is in Italian, but oh. he's very often known as Pio Nono. I like that. Just a great name. That is a great name. If you want to name a child Pio Nono, Pio and then Nono, yeah, be great. <laughs> 
Yeah, Padre Pio has yeah. that same name, yeah. right? Yeah. All right. So the most blessed Virgin Mary was from the first moment of her conception by a singular grace and privilege of Almighty God and by virtue of the merits of Jesus Christ, Savior of the human race, preserved immune from all stain of original sin. So that's what basically Mary's preserved from the first moment of her conception by, and here's the interesting thing, by the merits of Jesus Christ. Like, wait a minute, Mm -hmm. Mary was born before Jesus. How is she redeemed by Jesus? Mm -hmm. God's outside of time, right? Mm -hmm. And he knows his son's going to win this victory that's going to save people from sin. Mm -hmm. And so basically Mary gets that, gets a little early, early bird special here. Yeah. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. 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 So we have all fallen into sin and been redeemed post falling into sin. And Mary was simply prevented from ever falling in the first place, but still is redeemed by the grace of Of Jesus Christ. uh, Exactly. So in the, um, in the, so in the opening prayer for mass, Mm -hmm. you know, the opening colic, you say, let Mm -hmm. us pray. And then there's this prayer. I think it's in that one. It could be one of the other prayers for the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception. The word prevenient grace is in there. Mm. And people are like, what does that mean? And it, <laughs> to be honest, it's priests that say that. People in the <laughs> people in the pews don't like hear it. You hear it and you're like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Um, but priests are like, people don't know what this means. Like, we'll teach them, Father. Um, so yeah. so if I ever complain about that, you just like. Well, that's funny because oh, but that's that's come up in this catechism. And yeah. I've asked you or we've looked it up or talked about yeah. that, what that actually means. Grace so. that comes before. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah. Grace that comes before. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. And that's your problem with the hymn. What? The bad theology in the Which hymn. hymn? Amazing Grace. Oh, right. There is bad theology. <laughs> Um, but wasn't that what we were talking about? Because could be anyway. That one's not related to Mary, though. No. Sorry, yeah. No. But it's the grace that you yeah, know that the grace. Issue. I was saved once the grace showed up. Right. And that's Our bad. grace showed up once I believed, but grace is present mm. before you believe. Yes. So okay. So see, that's what yeah. I was drawing. Don't that. play Amazing Grace at my funeral, or I will haunt you. <laughs> Trust me, I know. I know. You hear that, Grace? <laughs> Julia might not be alive at my funeral. That's accurate. Grace, there's probably a greater likelihood. That's accurate. But let's be honest, I'm not that much older than you. But you're right. I mean, but if I had to say a likelihood, yeah, yeah, grace yeah, yeah, would be absolutely. more likely. That's <laughs> absolutely it's not I insulting am quite a as bit to older how you live your life. Grace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. No amazing grace. Moving on. Okay. Um, and then, so not only was Mary preserved at the Immaculate Conception from original sin, the last line in 493 by the grace of God, Mary remained free from every personal sin. Her whole life long. So that means Mary committed no sin her whole life long, which, which is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And why she's such a great model for us because mm-hmm. she, she lives a life free of sin. She didn't live a life free of temptation, right? right. It's not like Mary didn't have to undergo temptation, you yes. know, to doubt or to, to lash back or whatever, whatever, you know, as people are crucifying her son and to go and punch somebody in the face, right? Like she still had temptation. She just didn't sin. That is such a great point that I think we often forget, right? Mm. Because temptation itself, in and of itself, is not sin. Right. What you do about it can certainly lead to sin and become sin, but the temptation itself is not sin. In fact, I've often been thinking the more you're tempted and yet refuse to, quote-unquote, take the bait and let it lead you into sin— and almost the more faithful person that you are, right? So right. like so often we think, well, I'm so tempted I can't just cut out these temptations and so I must not have grown yet or I'm not to the place where I need to be yet. Well, actually no, because the temptation itself isn't an indicator of 
where you're at because you could be a highly tempted person, but have learned to um, not give into that. And right. And I think sometimes like, and it, maybe it's true just for like psychological addictions and like your whole brain chemistry, like yeah. the more you are addicted um, and the, the more you remove yourself from what you're addicted to, mm-hmm. like the, the deeper desire it is. You think of like, like somebody who's on drugs going through rehab, yeah. like that a desire is huge right. to relapse. Mm-hmm. And I think our sins probably, there's probably an analogy there that sure. if we're struggling with whatever, you know, the, the desire to go back, eventually I think those desires lessen just like mm-hmm. somebody who gets some sobriety. Mm-hmm. Um, but every now and then, then they like spike up and mm-hmm. you're like, Whoa. Yeah. And it, you just have to be, be aware of that, you know, cause so often then you can, fall into this path of despair again. Well, see, I I haven't made any progress. All these temptations are back again. So see, I am such a terrible person. Ah, no, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not the temptation itself. So, okay. And then the last paragraph in this section, 494, is a subheader, let it be done to me according to your word. At the announcement that she would give birth to the son of the most high without knowing man, the, by the power of the Holy Spirit, Mary responded with the obedience of faith certain that with God, nothing will be impossible. Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. Thus giving her consent to God's word, Mary becomes the mother of Jesus. Fiat. She says, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fiat is Latin for let it be done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know a sister Fiat. Sister Fiat in, uh, there's no way she listens, but if she does, (laughs) Shout out to Sister Fiat <laughs> of the Sisters of St. Francis of Perpetual Adoration mm-hmm. of Mishawaka, Indiana. She invited me to her her temporary profession of vows. Mm-hmm. I'd never been to a religious profession before. I was mm-hmm. eternally grateful to Sister mm-hmm. Fiat. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. What, what a great it, name. Like, it is. let it be done to me according to your will. What a great like mm-hmm. name and way to live your whole mm-hmm. life. Because that's what like a religious name is. Like, mm-hmm. they're going to entrust themselves to saying yes to God for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. Like, boom. Mm-hmm. One of the uh, one of the the coolest things. So I've talked about the liturgy, of the hours before, yeah. right? And we pray the office of readings, which there's this normally a long biblical reading and a long reading from spiritual writer, fathers of the church, anything mm-hmm. like that. And there's certain ones you look forward to mm-hmm. every every year. You're like, oh, it's mm-hmm. coming. Mm-hmm. One of the ones I always look forward to is when the gospel of the day, as you get close to Christmas, is the Annunciation. Mm. And the uh, the second reading, so the reading from the from the church is uh, a, re- a homily from Saint Bernard of Clairvaux, one of my homeboys. Shout out <laughs> medievals, Bernard of Clairvaux, and he has oh, this reflection: this. the whole world awaits Mary's mm. reply. And I don't know, have you heard that? Have I shared this? Because I look forward to this. It's like the twenty second of December every year, and mm. every year I'm just like, oh, it's so good. It's awesome. No, yeah. Go. You have heard, O Virgin Mary, that you will conceive a bear a son. You have heard that it will not be by man, but by the Holy Spirit. The angel awaits an answer. It is time for him to return to God who sent him. We too are waiting, O Lady, for your word of compassion. The sentence of condemnation weighs heavily upon us. The price of our salvation is offered to you. We shall be set free at once if you consent. The eternal word of God we all came to be, and behold, we die. In your brief response, we are to be remade in order to be recalled to life. Tearful Adam begs, with his sorrowing family, begs this of you, O loving virgin, in the exile from paradise. Abraham begs it, David begs it, all the other holy patriarchs, your ancestors, ask it of you, as they dwell in the country of the shadow of death. 
This is what the whole earth waits for, prostrate at your feet. It is right in doing so, for on your word depends comfort for the wretched, ransom for the captive, freedom for the condemned, indeed salvation for all the sons of Adam, the whole of your race. Answer quickly, O virgin, reply in haste to the angel, or rather through the angel to the Lord. Answer with a word, receive the word of God, speak your own word, conceive the divine word, breathe a passing word, embrace the eternal word. Why do you delay? Why are you afraid? Believe, give praise, and receive. Mm. And then at the end, you know, he quotes, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Arise in faith, hasten in devotion, open in praise and thanksgiving. Behold the handmaid of the Lord, she says, be it done to me according to your will. Word, according to your word. So I love that, I love that image of like everybody waiting yeah. on Mary's reply, like all the angels mm. waiting and it's almost like like a proposal, you know, like mm-hmm. the guy gets down and you think about it, like the angel Gabriel getting down on one knee mm-hmm. before Mary and saying, I'm asking of this for your whole life. Mm-hmm. And like everybody like waiting, like, mm-hmm. and then rejoicing. She said, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so it's just a great image of everybody who's ever lived waiting and everybody who will live waiting for Mary's mm-hmm. yes. And uh I love that reading. Every year it comes around. He's just like, I think I read it one year as my homily. I was like, I can't do any better than this people. (laughs) So you're getting St. Burden of Clairvaux, the mellifluous doctor of the church. Mellifluous. That's a sweet word. Honey soaked speech is what it means. Oh, yeah. that's good stuff. Yeah. I know another favorite of yours is the um, Holy Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, when you first started talking, I'm like, how does that tie into? Oh yeah. I have multiple favorites. Can I see that? As you're throwing the dart, I want to just reread one of the last things, because I think that this is good for us to look at Mary who gave this yes. And by the way, that's interesting to think about, like, what if she would have said no? Right? Oh. Yeah. That's a hard one. Yeah. Um, But to think about that and think about her giving her yes, and then you talking about um, Sister Fiat and and this idea that we are to tell God yes in our own lives, right? That God is raising us up to this level of dignity as well, that we are continue to give him res to let him use us as his instruments and so with that in mind there's something in here at the very end that i'll repeat but we're gonna I, do the dart first i think we can do the dart this is what we normally do yeah i think we can do the dart and figure out where we're going next time and that gives me time to look at this too and say oh yeah there it is okay all right, where are we going, Father Sean? We're about ready to find out. Okay. While we're doing a bunch of shout outs today, oh, yeah. like shout out to Brian Dully, shout mm-hmm. out to Sister Fiat, shout out to St. Bernard of Clairvaux. Right. Shout out to Leah Koenig for doing this dartboard. Yes. Like, she did a great we get job. some good use out of this. So She did an awesome job. Thanks, Leah. <laughs> oh, no, I hit one we already did. Oh, That's a first. Right here, here, just get a new dart. We got this whole bowl. Darts on darts on darts. <laughs> Oh, okay. we are in this first section of the catechism, the revelation of God as Trinity, 238 to 248. That sounds good. Wow. Can I do a shout out to Star-Lord? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about Chris Pratt? Yeah. Shout out they Chris Pratt. They say he's a Christian, man. Maybe he listens. Yeah, sure. He's tuning in. Yeah. Shout out to Andy Dwyer, another character played by Chris Pratt. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. This this is not going to be a hard punch to to recover from that. Okay. So let's, um, okay. So thinking about our own fiats and our own personal lives and giving the Lord our yes. And the Lord is asking something of us. Perhaps it's a big thing. Perhaps it's a small thing. 
and we we we've discerned properly that this is coming from God, and He's the whole world is waiting Ooh, for our yes. That is scary. Why yeah. do you delay? Why are you afraid? Believe, give praise, and receive. And now let's perhaps close with the memorare. Hmm. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most, most gracious Virgin Mary, that, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not our petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer them. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.